What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire season. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got new Cowboys articles every single day of their news, analysis, opinion, film room pieces, a little bit of a spoiler alert, maybe towards the end of the show. But hey, there are now uh, there are film room pieces up there now. You, you, you guys can enjoy them. A in-depth look at Trevon Dix, 11 interceptions, for example, is available. We will talk more about that, about that later on the show. But first, we will focus on the wide receiver conversation because that is the main concern right now around the Cowboys nation. And it does seem like right now, it, you know, getting outside help is not going to happen. At least not anytime soon. I still believe and I still hold out hope that before the season begins, the Cowboys do go out there in free agency and get somebody, some sort of veteran help, be it a guy like Will Fuller or maybe a safer bet like T.Y. Hilton that, you know, you question his durability, you question his availability, but he's a guy that can step in and get the, the hang of things right away the moment that he arrives. So I don't know if that will happen yet, but it sure seems like the Cowboys do want to figure out what they've got in their young wide receivers. And the guy that has been stealing the show is definitely Dennis Houston. I would argue that over TJ Vasher and Simi Fehoko, Dennis Houston is making even more noise than those players that are not rookies like Houston and certainly not, uh, you know, undrafted year one rookies because Dennis Houston is getting a lot of praise from the Cowboys. And you've got C.D. Lamb praising his releases. His releases are A1, says, uh, says C.D. Lamb. It's not really 50-50 with him, referring to those 50-50 balls that you want to see Dennis Houston go up in the air and get. And, you know, El Tino having kind of a, a solid comment here. He says, Dennis Houston killing Diggs. And, you know, Trevon Diggs still a top-tier cornerback and all of that. But he it, it goes to show you how well Dennis Houston is playing out there in Oxnard. Let's see some of your comments here as well. Swain says, uh, Diggs got a, little, uh, a nice little ass-kicking today in practice. Says Swain, the receivers, you know, it was time for the receivers to win one of these practices because the defense was winning out there in Oxnard early in camp. Tonight, we got, uh, or today, we, we saw the offense go out there and win the day, maybe. Now, my question for me to you guys in the chat is, are you buying or selling the Dennis Houston hype? You know, a small school prospect kind of shopped into a bigger role because of injuries in training camp. And he is getting a lot of praise from Mike McCarthy, from CeeDee Lamb. How about this quote from Dak Prescott as well, saying he is where I expect him to be each and every play. And afterwards, Dak Prescott also praised how much of a communicator Dennis Houston was because you can get a lot of players out there that maybe don't seek feedback. Maybe they're not looking for pointers to get better each and every single rep. 
And Dak Prescott praised the fact that that's what Dennis Houston was doing. And then he also was with uh, Jason Minix on, on his radio show or streaming show. They, they tweeted that clip out there on, on social media in which Dak Prescott is sitting down with them and he's talking about Dennis Houston. And he goes on and praises Dennis Houston and, and, and talks about the fact that it is pretty impressive to have a guy that's undrafted step in and perform at that level. Now, Prescott is not likely to handpick those guys that make the fifth three-man roster, but Dennis Houston is certainly getting the right praise from the right people. And then Michael Gelkin from Dallas Morning News tweeted out that it would be a surprise if the Cowboys roster didn't include or included less than three undrafted free agents to open up the season. And he mentioned Marquise Bell, Dennis Houston, and the tight end. And it goes to, to show you that hype around Dennis Houston, at least in Oxnard, seems to be real. So let's see some of your uh, some of your comments here on the chat because I will tell you, at first I would I would have been selling this one. I mean, in June, I know that I was selling the hype because you guys know how I feel about undrafted free agents. But right now, honestly, based on these quotes and based on the reports out of Oxnard, I am buying it because this praise seems more legit than the praise that we've heard about Fehoko, about TJ Basher, that might be a little bit inconsistent. With Dennis Houston, it seems like he's consistently impressing since minicamp and since OTAs. Swain is buying, Lumen is selling, Gregory's buying the hype. Kenneth Fraser says the offense finally stepped up. Mickey Cox wants to see a little bit more. Tommy915 says starting to buy it. The same for 11-11, who says, for now, show me in live games. One of the players that I'm sure we will be keeping a very close eye on on August 13 when the Cowboys open up the preseason. We are getting close to that. We are getting close to that. How much will he be able to shine with a vanilla game plan and with backup quarterback play remains to be seen. We do not expect Dennis Houston to be out there in preseason games catching Dak Prescott throws because that will not happen. If anything, Prescott will play in week three of the, of the preseason, not earlier. And even then, it might be for a drive or two. But that's when we might get to see the Prescott-Houston combo that everyone's talking about in Oxnard. Let's see some of your some of your comments here. Uh, let's see. Dallas Jong says, what about the center? Alec Lindstrom, I was excited about the undrafted free agent. Haven't heard a peep since. Me neither. Honestly, Lindstrom is a guy that I was expecting to hear more about as well. Uh, but definitely less hype right now than right after the draft when they just signed him and people were ready to... to to go out there and and name the starter over Tyler Viadish. All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, but how, how long, honestly, says Kenneth Fraser? Let's see. Swain says that he met Dennis Houston. Oh, no, Law Law Nation met Dennis Houston's brother today at practice, and his, bro his brother said that he's hungry. That's exciting to hear. Tyree says, Houston, we got a problem. He is buying the hype. But Tyree says that he believes that Bashery is better. Some solid competition out there at wide receiver for the Cowboys. And, and I believe that we are 
all or more or less on the same page in which we like the talent, we like the upside, we just don't like the urgency of needing these guys to step in in day one and, and take over the offense. We don't like the, the lack of experience that each and every one of these guys has as a collective. Maybe we would be okay about hearing about Dennis Houston getting a bigger role as an undrafted rookie. Maybe we would be fine with it. But since there is no experience behind CD Lamb, that is what concerns us. Uh, because there is virtually none after CD Lamb. The most experienced player at wide receiver among those active players behind CD Lamb is Noah Brown. And good point. I believe this was tweeted out by Cowboys Nation. Good point from him. Or, or I don't remember if I'm wrong about this or, or who tweeted this. But even though we feel like Brown has been here forever, he is 26 years old. And that kind of blew my mind for a second there because I, I did believe for a moment that Noah Brown was older. But he is just 26 year old. He has shown flashes here and there. We have not seen, we have seen little from Noah Brown, but we haven't seen the Cowboys ask him for a lot either. So if they ask him to step up into a bigger role, that's something to watch as well. How will he fare in that situation? Because I wouldn't hold it against him that we have not, haven't seen much from him because the Cowboys have not asked it before. They have asked him to be a, a blocking tight end. How will he look like when they ask him to, you know, run routes and catch footballs, which is supposedly a wide receiver's job? Swain says, I can agree with that, Mo. We need two good wide receivers on a cheap deal. Give me one. Listen, Swain, you know, when I watched baseball when I was a kid and I asked for a home run every at bat, my mom told me, don't ask for that because you're not going to get it. Ask for a single. And I, and I did. I asked for singles and I got more. I got what I wanted more often. So, so let's not ask for, for two signings. Let's ask for one. I want to see what Sanders uh, got to offer. Says Mickey Cox. Like, let's see. Tommy915 says, I would have thought that Noah was hitting 30 years old already. Yeah, right? Impressive. 26 years old. King Element. And I agree with this one. He says, I think I trust Dak enough to get things done with this core, but I would like them to trade for an established bet like Marvin Jones. I like this comment from King Element because I do agree that when you are hearing good things about Dennis Houston, Simi Feoko, TJ Basher, and even Noah Brown, you gotta you gotta find the, the common denominator, right? And and I, I do believe that Prescott is a big part of that and why we're hearing about uh, positive reports on pretty much every white receiver that the Cowboys have. Give me one good one. Yeah, exactly. Now, Samuel says, our wideouts are garbage. Just go out there and get Will Fuller. Whoever they end up signing, and, and we talked about this earlier in the week, whether it's a Will Fuller, whether it's, uh, you know, Cole Beasley, or if they're thinking about getting two of them, and they also get OBJ, whoever they get, or T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders, whoever it is, the one thing that I ask, and I, I mentioned this in the show earlier in the week, is go get whoever you believe is the best wide receiver and then adapt your, your plan to that instead of just 
getting Will Fuller because you want a speedy receiver. Or getting Cole Beasley because you want someone to play on the slot. No, no, forget about that. Just get the best guy in here and then go from there. Because Tolbert, Lamp, or Versatile. And maybe you can you want to prioritize whatever you want to do with CD. You're not going to change, you know, CD's lamp just because of who, who you're going to get to fill in for Michael Gallup and James Washington. But you get what I'm trying to say here. Bruce got the use says, but Mo giving Dak credit hurts a long running narrative. Yeah, that is right. That is right. But <laughs> you know, we're we're, we're speaking facts here on um, primetime. You guys know that we're not giving in to the to the mainstream narratives that you know Dak Prescott is not enough because we have not won a Super Bowl since he took a, a over the team. It's sad how many people trying to give out Cowboys analysis just. Leave it at that, right? Uh, and I'm talking about fans, mostly uh, fans that are fully against Dak Prescott just because they have not gotten the, the sixth Lombardi trophy home. Isaac Valdez says, what about using the two-headed monsters of the running backs, Seek and Pollard, and run the ball? I am all, by the way, for 21 personnel. We saw a little bit of that. Today, actually, especially with, and shout out to Toxic Tom. I know that he is not here tonight, but Ryan Nall got injured. And we saw Ezekiel Elliott lead the way blocking for, for Tony Pollard. I do think that, you know, the Cowboys need to fix the running game, but it shouldn't be, the Cowboys are better off being a passing offense than they are a, a running offense. Just based on what we have seen recently, based on, the, the trend in the NFL and just what's more efficient overall. What is up, Professor O? Thank you for joining the show. He says, give me two weeks and I'll be ready to suit up. Well, you know, if there's, I don't know, you know, Professor O in person, but they did sign Kevante Turpin. I don't know if you need to bulk up, for example, Professor O or not, like, if you're over 155 pounds, you, you will get in. You will get in on that team. A fourth for LaVisca Chenault is the way, says Professor O. No LaVisca Chenault, by the way, tonight in the Jaguars-Raiders game. I was wondering if we were going to see a drive out of him. I hear T.O. is not doing much these days, says Parsons D's defense. <laughs> All right. All right, on to the second question. We talked about, you know, Dennis Houston already. The second question is an easy one as well. I believe it's uh, Tony Pollard. Will he really get wide receiver assignments for the Cowboys? And the question for me to you guys is, from 1 to 10, how confident would you be in Pollard being the solution at wide receiver early in the season? Like if the Cowboys say, you know what, we're not going to get any of the free agents that you guys are asking for on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, whatever your favorite social media is. And they say, instead, we will focus on, on making Tony Pollard work at wide receiver. Would you be in for that plan from one to 10? Because a lot of people are bringing up that possibility on Twitter. I jokingly did 
a few days ago. I just tweeted out a Tony Pollard GIF and captioned it with wide receiver three. <laughs> Professor O goes with the six. Fernando says four to five. Six for Tommy915. Russell asks in the slot. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing that would be more or less his role. Seven for Mitesh. We've got a six here, a four, one, two and a half. So, you know, low numbers in the chat from what I can see. Kellen Moore talked about this last uh, last Wednesday, yesterday. And he even said he's not going to run just a running back route tree. He can go vertically and put defenders in tough spots as to how they want to cover him. And as Patrick Nosey Walker, which, uh, by the way, I think that I've already mentioned this, but big congrats to Patrick, a, a true inspiration. And he's already working with the Dallas Cowboys. So that's amazing. One of the best news that I believe Cowboys Twitter has has seen this offseason. He notes that vertically is a very interesting word here. But Kellen Moore did say on that same press conference that you need to balance things because you can't have Pollard running 50-yard routes and then asking him to get in the backfield and run the football. And that's something that I actually agree with. You need to figure out what the plan is for, for Pollard. When we talked about number 20 getting involved in the passing game, I believe we mostly are referring to him running routes out of the backfield or he mo uh, you know, getting in motion from the backfield into the slot or the other way around and just being this flexible player that you can get in space and you know, get him the football and use his agility, use his explosiveness and allow him to make plays. That's his nickname, after all, Playmaker. So at least people call him uh, Playmaker lately. But could you actually visualize Pollard in a full-time role at wide receiver? Honestly, I would go with a low score. From 1 to 10 on my confidence in Pollard solving the wide receiver issue, I would probably go with a 4 because... If Dallas wants to, to add talent or to change things up and, and upgrade the position, I think it would be just to be a, a better idea to just sign somebody and, you know, stick to the creative plan with Tony Pollard. Now, I know that we know that they will not feature him. We know that Ezekiel Elliott will still be the main character in the Cowboys' def uh, offensive backfield, whether it's ba uh, right or wrong. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be big on um, Pollard having more or less of a full-time switch to wide receiver. I, I wouldn't like that. Chip Anderson says, Des Bryant said that he is ready. I, you know, I've said this a lot on my social media. Des Bryant between 2010 and 2014 has been, was one of the most dominant Cowboys that we've gotten to see in the post-dynasty days. I believe that to be the case. And some of you might agree with me on this. Like there is Des Bryant from those five years. There is maybe um, DeMarcus Ware, Maybe Michael Parsons is about to go on a similar tear. But I believe that Des Bryant has been one of the most dominant players in, in Cowboys history in the post-dynasty days. 
But, you know, that was a long time ago. That was between 2010 and 2014. That was before an Achilles injury. And that was when he was active. I don't see Des Bryant coming back to the NFL and have that kind of success or, you know, any kind of success, to be honest. I believe that his career right now ha uh, has come to an end. I don't know if that also has to do with like uh, what Des Bryant himself wants. But I think that when we when we get this idea of just bringing Des Bryant back and all of that, I believe it's just uh, it's nostalgia, nostalgia in our minds, and and it might be fair because of, of what we were talking about. He was pretty damn dominant. He was really one of the best wide receivers in the entire NFL on that five-year span. But yeah, not anymore. He 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 is not really an option at this time. Kenneth says, Dez was the man for a while. Burl says, in those years, Dez was as good as we ever had. So, you know, strong praise there from Burl to Dez Bryant. Tommy says, he should sign a one-day contract and officially retire a cowboy. I would love that. I, I would be, you know, feelings would be high if that happens. And there's a path. For that to happen as well, because even though, you know, he, he didn't leave in the best of terms with the coaching staff, he left on pretty good terms with Jerry Jones. Like, Des Bryant was Jerry Jones's guy. So that could happen. I hope we get to see that, actually. That would be pretty nice. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where was more dominant, in my opinion, says King Element? To have multiple 20 sacks is crazy. Well, you know, I, I, I'm good with that. I, I don't think we need to get into that debate. But yeah, DeMarcus Ware and Des Ryan were actually the only two players that I could think of as to dominance. You know, beyond offensive linemen. Because Tyron Smith might have had uh, runs like that. Zach Martin as well. Travis Frederick. So beyond offensive linemen, I, I couldn't think of, of any player like that. Billy says, I am with him, Mo. Stick him in the slot. Uh, I believe uh, Billy, though, is referring to, to Tony Pollard with that comment. Dallas Junk as well, talking about Pollard. He says, I don't think that he could be the solution, but he can definitely give us good reps as a wide receiver. Boom. I like that. That's a good way to sum it up, I believe. Mike Williams, no one wants Cole Beasley back, says Damon Davis. Well, but Mike Williams... You know, it's tougher to get him on board. I do love Mike Williams. And and, and talking about, uh, you know, Des Bryant, when he was in, at Clemson, and I am a Clemson Tiger fan, I, I called him Little Des. Little Des. That, that, that was my nickname for him because he reminded me a lot uh, of Des. But anyways, moving on, injury updates. Injury updates because there were a lot of them. There, there were quite a few of them on today's training camp or at least key absences let me load up this graphic because apparently i did not get that done uh and maybe i didn't at all so oh yeah here it is here it is the cowboys actually had to stop practice short today because of availability issues 
I believe they said about 11 plays short or 14 minutes short, something like that. The players among those that were not available, Ryan Nall out with a shoulder injury. Rico Dowdle, who is on pace to become the Cowboys' number three running back, out with COVID-19. Apparently, that is still a thing. That's vintage from Rico Dowdle, but all kidding aside, uh, that was the issue with him. Jake Ferguson still dealing with a hamstring injury. Now, note that not all of these are things from today, but more than anything, like key absences that we had that resulted on the practice getting stopped short. Jeremy Sprinkle also dealing with an injury. Uh, he's dealing with something in the Achilles as well. Uh, Aaron Champlin, the running back, COVID-19 as well. So all of these absences, and Leighton Vanderish was absent because of a family matter. Ended up in the practice getting cut short. So kind of a, a little bit of bad news, maybe, given how short training camp is. But yeah, if you missed on Cowboys news throughout the entire week, there you go. I think you needed to be caught up on some of these injuries. And on the positive side, Drummond was activated from pop. So we will likely hear about another rookie wide receiver in the upcoming days here. Anthony Barr officially signed. However, he will start on pop as the Cowboys ramp him up for, for training camp. It does sound like there's nothing to be concerned about. It's just the Cowboys, you know, taking it slow with their latest free agency edition. And it's not like you need to see Barr right away. You know what you're getting on him. And we talked more about that last night, by the way, in case you wanted to check it out. Rex Morgan says, Beasley is a good rapper too. You know, I remember when 80 Stinks dropped and I memorized the whole thing. And I still remember it to this day. Actually, just recently when, when he tweeted that he would be interested in playing with Dak Prescott again, and I was putting together the article for ADC Sports, I opened it up with, you know, that one quote in which Cole Beasley raps that on Sunday, Jerry's boss now, I'm a dog when Dak get the ball out. That was an amazing rap. I agree with Rex. I, I did like uh, Cole Beasley's raps. Now, I will admit, I was probably just fanboying Cole Beasley because we all loved Beasley when he was here. <laughs> Mike Williams says Beasley was better than half of our receiving core Beasley raps, I completely forgot, says Billy. How could you, Billy? How could you forget about those, you know, gold records? <laughs> Roderick says, you know, talking about uh, Pollard, he wasn't just a running back at Memphis. No, he wasn't. In fact, he did a little bit of everything for them. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let Des Bryant be tight end number two, says Parsons. This is another idea that has lived in Cowboys Nation's minds for a while, and it's always impressed me. It's just like trying to find a reason to bring Des Bryant back. And and once more, I, I understand, like, it's it's nostalgia. We want to see that dominant Des back one way or another, but we're not getting that. We're, we're definitely not. <laughs> Gold records, yeah, they were. They really were. But anyways, before we get out of here and before I let you, you know, enjoy your weekend because this is a final primetime show of the week. A little bit of an announcement. Uh, ADC Sports 
made an announcement this morning and I want to share it with all of you guys. Five new cities for ADC Sports. So they're launching ADC Sports Buffalo, Denver, Philadelphia. So an NFC East rival, Las Vegas, and New Orleans. So in case you want to check out the website, you are now getting coverage on about half the teams in the NFL. And it's amazing. When I got to ADC Sports in 2020, Dallas was launching as the second market for ADC Sports. They are originally from Nashville. And I was excited about, you know, being a part of something new. But even when I first joined ADC Sports, I know that the other 32 teams already existed in both Austin and Sachs' minds. Hence ADC, by the way. You get it? You get it? But yeah, five new cities, plus they are launching the ADC Film Room. Make sure you guys sub to that channel on YouTube. The ADC Film Room will be all about in-depth film analysis with James Foster, whose channel was formerly No Flax Film. And he already has an, a video out on Trayvon Dix and his 11 interceptions. So make sure you go out and check that out. And as well, part of the announcement was that, you know, we had talked about it extra officially, off the record, however you want to call it. But now I get to officially announcement. I am, you know, stepping into a bigger role for ADC Sports. I will be writing about the NFL full time now. So that doesn't change anything for primetime. No worries there. But it does mean that you will get more articles from me and you will get more articles beyond Dallas as well. So I will be writing some stuff on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I will be writing some stuff on the Cincinnati Bengals here and there and the Buffalo Bills. So it will be exciting. It will definitely be exciting. I am uh, ready for it. And I cannot believe that I will be doing the nfl for a living i'm excited about that so thank you for that uh thank you for your comments some of you already kind of knew that this was coming but now i get to do it officially now i will also be hosting a podcast for adc sports completely in spanish for those of you who, who like the cowboys and and you know maybe you're from mexico or maybe you live in the united states but you want some spanish content i will be providing that for you via El Pot de Cowboys. That will be the name and it will be, you know, a weekly show on your favorite team. Thank you. Thank you for all of your comments. I do appreciate it. Professor O, I am. I made sure that this time, you know, everything was going to work. I am not sick anymore and I don't have any Friday night plans because I will be joining uh, Professor O on the Pick 6 channel tomorrow night so make sure you tune in i am guessing that it will all be at 9 30 again professor oh if you want to confirm that in the comments please do thank you to billy uh you know kenneth gregory laurie el pod is a word to samuel now you know l is d so it's like the cowboys pot <laughs> laurie jokes about time you started covering the mighty Steelers because Laurie here is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So yeah, I will be popping up for Pick 6 Sports, Bruce. Make sure you check that out tomorrow night. It will be an honor. 
The plan was for me to join last week. I was sick, couldn't stop coughing. And, uh, and, and now I'll, I will be joining them tomorrow night for sure. Do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream. Remember that every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans, excited about the future, excited about covering the Cowboys full-time for each and every one of you guys. I'm excited about this whole thing. And I really do recommend subscribing to that ADC Film Room channel. Go and do that right after this show. They've got some quality stuff up there, including an in-depth breakdown of Trevon Diggs' 11 interceptions. Enjoy your weekend. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Central. Have an amazing weekend, guys, and I will see you on Sunday. Bye-bye.